0: What's up, gamblers? Let's start gambling. Welcome back to the Outkick Bets podcast here with Jeff Clark. I got the homie David Troy here to help me break down Wednesday's April 26th NBA playoff action. We have four games, which is a scheduling error, you would think, or maybe they're just trying to avoid the NFL draft. I'm not really sure what's going on, but I can tell you what I'm doing on Wednesday night. That's glued to my couch in front of the television david do you have a league game tonight
1: i do not have a league game tonight i'm uh proud to say we're playing in the championship on mondays uh in in the league i'm in but uh i have just a pickup thing that i go to wednesday nights so i will be playing basketball but i'll also be watching some of the games
0: damn dude how often do you play basketball Mm I try and play twice a week. Oh, I thought you'd so, played more than that.
1: No, I mean, I, so like on the weekends, I like to just go and shoot around by myself. In fact, it's one of those situations where I try and wake up early and get to the gym so I can shoot before like people come in to like LA fitness and start to like try and play, you know, varsities or two on twos or any of that stuff. Cause I don't want to do that with like people who go to the gym. Typically because I don't think any of them like know how to play organized basketball. And I'm like terrified that I'm going to just get undercut by some of these people
0: (laughs) shots fired. That's where I play a majority of my basketball Wow. or down there by the beach.
1: Well, fair, but around here it's, I mean, it's really hit or miss. Like you're either going to have somebody who is good and is like tearing up all the competition or people who are like, they've never played basketball before and, they look like they're just going to run take out your legs
0: i feel like my local la fitness runs are pretty sick like they're they're good, good. i mean we're, we're very close to the long beach uh college so there's some good athletes that go to that school That makes um, sense. my outdoor runs are dude they're a trip they're on the right. sand it's like right next to it's on the beach it's mm. a it's a huge court but like the players there, it's it's all over the place. Like I've played with three guys with ankle trackers. <laughs> you know I mean? There like, you go. I'm playing with, I'm playing with legitimate gang members who have served time in prison. It's like out here, like I got him. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a trip. But we're not here to talk about either one of our basketball games. We're here to talk about the four games that are tipping off in the NBA tonight. We'll just go in chronological order. Start with my New York Knicks visiting the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Knicks have a chance to put away the Cavaliers. They're up three games to one, but they're getting five and a half points. The money line's plus 185. I've already taken a position in this game. I wrote it up for Outkick.com. David, you and the audience know who I'm taking and why. Um, Where are you putting your money in this game, if anywhere at all?
1: I don't have a play on it. Um,
0: What are you laughing at me for?
1: You know, because you said that uh the audience and I already know who who you're taking without you saying it and why. It, you know, I mean I could sum it up as you think the Cavs suck and you think the Knicks are good.
0: Yeah, I think the Cavs are <laughs> <That's> bitch boys. <laughs>
1: yeah, that <laughs> pretty much sums up right there. No, um I don't know. to be honest with you, if I had to play anything I would probably take Cleveland early in this one. Uh just kinda similar situation to like a team going down two oh at home. Um, or excuse me, 2-0 on the road and coming back home, uh, like we've seen in some of these other series. Usually, you come out with your best effort in the first half. You got to set the tone. Um, so I do think Cleveland has a is a live has a live shot in the first half. I don't know that they're going to win this game. I don't know that they cover. Uh, I think it probably would be smarter to take the points with the Knicks. But I do think the the Cavs probably come out trying to establish themselves and you're looking at minus three and a half in the first half or minus two in the first quarter. I think both of those are good looks for the Cavs. Um, the Knicks are a really good first quarter, first half team, but this is, this is a better spot for Cleveland just simply based on the need of it. Uh, that doesn't always translate to anything, but, um, I don't know, there's some other like kind of player prop stuff. If you want to still talk about sides and totals, go ahead and do that because that's pretty much my only look for this game.
0: Yeah, the only advantage that I see here for Cleveland outside of the obvious home court would just be the motivation. you know. Mm-hmm. But they really, outside of game two, they haven't shown they could be better than five-and-a-half-point favorites over the Knicks, or they should be at any point in the series. I mean the Knicks. I think have won nine of the sixteen uh, quarters. There was a split in there. Um, they're winning two of the most important of the three factors, which is um, rebounding um, and and ball and, um, and turnover rate. And these games are probably going to be rock fights because neither one of these offenses are doing anything. So I think the battle of possessions becomes even like stronger since the uh, start of the regular season, there are eight uh, meetings, obviously including the playoffs. the Knicks have a seven um, re- uh, plus seven rebounding per game margin over the over the Cavaliers. So the Knicks are crashing the glass and really outside of Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, who do you trust in the in this matchup or for the Cavs? Um, the least, the best that you could say about the Knicks or my favorite part about the Knicks is how many on, uh, on ball perimeter defenders they have to throw at Darius Garland and, and Donovan Mitchell here. Uh, Quentin Grimes is questionable, but Josh Hart, phenomenal defender, RJ Barrett, very, very good defender and, and Manuel quickly, a phenomenal defender. So I just don't think the Cavaliers are going to cover and I think they're going to tighten up. We saw the Suns and Nuggets tighten up last night. They have much better uh, playoff resumes, at least the team of the players on those teams. Um, and I don't think Cleveland's ready for the moment. I, I said this earlier. I just, I think they're shook, frankly. I, I do. Um, maybe the home court advantage helps them. Um, I do think that is baked into the number and the first quarter and first half lines. Um, I think the, the Knicks are going to get out to – a good start. Um, I'm not going to bet the first quarter. I'm going to bet the full game, but I would be nervous about them holding the lead more so than getting out to an early lead. But what are your player props that you're looking at in this game?
1: Well, the one I was kind of thinking about was a guy you actually just complimented, I think for the first time since we've ever been in conversation <laughs> An RJ
0: Barrett,
1: Oh yeah. uh, he, uh, his player or his point total is at 17 and a half, I think. Let me double-check that before
0: I... I gave him out to win most improved player of the year. I have you a did. theory called the four-year pop theory, and I thought R.J. Barrett fit that. This is his fourth year. and thought he was in a breakthrough. I watched, I don't know, 78 of the Knicks games. I, he sucked. Yeah. He sucks. <laughs> me and my brothers yell at the TV all the time watching this fool. And I wish you... I, I, I think he tries hard. I think he makes the right basketball move. He's just not good enough at basketball to finish. Um, yeah. He's made me look stupid in a good way because I'm a Knicks fan the last two games. So,
1: So you're right. Barrett looked really good in New York. And so, you know, just for context sake, uh, he took 30 shots in New York and hit 17 of them. In... Oh. In uh, Cleveland, he took 25 shots, hit six of them. Yeah. So, you know, that whole theory of, like, role players not doing a good job on the road but doing great at home, I mean, it, it's looking like it rings true with Barrett. Now, maybe he'll be more comfortable that he goes back to Cleveland. I don't know. 17 and a half seems – it almost seems low to me based on what he's been doing the last couple of games. But um, I think I would look under here. I just think it is also a little bit risky only because uh, Julius Randall I know he didn't he didn't play the entire fourth quarter I think of the last game and Tibbs said it was because he thinks his ankle's bothering him. I did read that he practiced but um, if Randall's out they're going to need somebody to score and if if uh, Barrett is getting the same volume even with 13 14 shots he should be able to get to around 17 points you'd think because he'll probably have a couple threes he can get to the free throw line he was much more aggressive last game um i mean the plan pretty much was like throw the ball to him in the corner and he would drive baseline and, and attack the basket and when he's doing that he's actually pretty effective so if they keep that same game plan he could go over but you know i i'm not saying it'll definitely happen um so if I had to play something on, on Barrett, personally, it'd be an under. Uh, but I wanted to kind of get your perspective on it as well, since we had been talking about him last game.
0: Yeah, I mean, the role player point, I think, is the most, I guess, like um, the, the truest handicapping angle or the best handicapping angle to have for R.J. Barrett's player prop. The, the thing that I'll say that that is – uh, a positive or, or an argument for him going over is the fact that he didn't really shoot well in the garden. He just got to the rack a bunch of times. Like, his outside shot was uh-huh. still kind of whack. I mean, he might have hit more than he did in Cleveland, but, like, the reason he seven. went over is because he was aggressive. And that could translate to to uh-huh. to a road game, right? Like, it wasn't like he went over the total because he went six to seven from three. Like, he just...
1: Yeah, no, he, he was... yeah. Well, he still shot better throws. than fifty percent from the floor. The last game, it was eight of thirteen, which is not great. I mean, the attempts are great, but missing five free throws is pretty brutal. He also was over six from three, and he still scored twenty six points. So
0: that's what I'm saying. The guy his left shooting a ton is, of points. Yeah, his shooting is not very good, but he's being aggressive. That's how he's getting the points.
1: Right. right. And I'm that, like
0: but, that makes me feel better about the over because it's like. If he's just like role players shooting better at home, I'd be I I would be hesitant to back that going on the road.
1: Yeah, um, I also think he, he
0: gets Karis Lavert. Karis LeVert's not trying to play defense.
1: <laughs> no, he's defi- that's not what he's out there for. That's for sure. No,
0: no. If they so wanted he, that, they would they would they would start Isaac Akora.
1: Right. Which I'm actually surprised that they didn't. I would have I would have thought that he would have been the starter of this entire series.
0: Not even that. Hurt. Karis LeVert played 39 minutes last game. Yeah. Like, it is R.J. Barrett versus Karis LeVert, and we know Karis LeVert's not playing defense.
1: Yeah. In the other two games in Cleveland this year, Barrett scored under 17 points in both of them. He had 16 and one and 14 in another. Those were both in Philly. Or, in Philly, in Cleveland. He uh what, he was six.
0: Did Julius uh, play in either one of those games?
1: Because that's another Randall point.
0: Play? Yeah, because that's another point that you brought up. The volume's going somewhere.
1: Yeah, he he played in the October thirtieth one. I I would think almost for certain he did. Randall and Brunson played in that one, and he's he had he had only ten attempts, six points on or sixteen points on ten attempts is pretty good actually. Um, and then in the most recent one, which was a March thirty first game. Uh, Brunson played, but uh, Randall did not. Just, Barrett had 17 attempts in that game and only 14 points. He could just struggle at, in Cleveland, too. I mean, there could be something about it. It just, for whatever reason, isn't good there.
0: They play better defense in, at home, the Cavs do.
1: Yeah, that could be it. Um, you know, defense, you, you know, you do get a little bit more of a boost, I think, at home when the crowd is cheering for you. Your offense is fine, whatever, but you get pumped up and that adrenaline keeps going, so I don't know. Maybe maybe I shouldn't even bear Barrett up because maybe it's better to just lay off of him.
0: Um, if I were to play a prop in this game, I might just go, like, super square. It's like Jalen Brunson over 23.5, minus 120. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know the volume is going to be there. We know Darius. Gar- no one in that back car can guard him. <laughs> like, Darius, Donovan Mitchell, Karras, whoever. Like, he's getting buckets on them. He's averaging 24 points in this series. He's not even shooting well from the three-point line, only 28%. 94 from the free-throw line. We know he can get to the charity stripe with those those annoying flops if you're not a Knicks fan. Even if you are a Knicks fan, it's kinda of frustrating or lame to watch, but hey, it works for his game and um you know, it's the the big reason why I think you can kind of pencil him in to get to the mid twenties here. Yeah, yeah. And and it's a it's a clinch game. And like it's clear Julius Randle is affected by injury. If RJ Barrett is struggling early or the offense is in the lows early, he's just gonna be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go for it. And I mean Even if the Knicks get punched in the mouth and lose tonight, I wouldn't be surprised if he scores 30 regardless. I can see that. Anything official in this game?
1: Mm, No. I, I would say I have a pretty strong lean to the first quarter and first half for Cleveland, though.
0: All right. Well, let's go to the next game. The Los Angeles Lakers getting four points. As they try to close out their first round series against the Grizzlies, game five. Grizzlies minus 170 on the money line. Over unders now 221 or 222.5 at DraftKings. I wrote it up under 221.5 earlier this morning. Um, obviously, if I'm going under 221.5, I still like it at 222.5. I'm a little surprised by the line movement, given everything that I wrote in the article this morning. Um, you know, we were off yesterday, or I didn't do a podcast yesterday, partially because I was busy with the NFL draft, and the other part is because I was so salty on my one and three effort Monday. I just wanted to take an off day. That Warriors plus four and a half loss in overtime to the Lakers was soul Grizzlies. crushing. Or Grizzlies, yeah, lost to the Lakers in overtime was soul crushing. Did you watch the whole game?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did, actually, because I, I was staying up for it, and I was like, oh, this is actually a good game at the end. I tweeted something like around half halftime or whenever the Grizzlies looked terrible. I was like, well, it was good to see this uh, Grizzlies dynasty die out so quickly. <laughs> but, yeah, they yeah. Uh, they came back and made it a game, at least.
0: He's full sync to, like, the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> Dude, Luke Kennard hit a 3 with three seconds left to make it a four-point game, and they fouled in overtime at point three left, and Austin Reeves came and hit two free throws. That's how I lost in overtime with a four and a half point over uh, underdog. Oops. Just, just murdered what's left of my NBA betting soul. It, I was so, so mad, and I hate the Grizzlies. I really do. Um, they're the corniest group of mfers in the N- in the NBA. Every time they've ran their mouth over the last, for the last calendar year, they've gotten it shoved right back in their face, right? Weren't they doing that? I don't even know what it's called. I'm like, whoop that trick. They were doing that when they beat the Warriors last year in, in a game five. And then then they end up getting their ass kicked the next game. Then in middle December this year, John Moran said the only team he's worried about is the Celtics, no one in the West. They get just. Crushed on Christmas by a curryless Warriors. Something that I went on one of the Outkick shows and told everyone to bet the Grizzlies. I haven't been back to that Outkick show since. <laughs> <laughs> they got me. These assholes got me kicked off one of the goddamn shows that uh, that are on my website. So I, I hate this team. Um, John Morant is just. The nicest way to put it, he's just too young and experienced for the moment. The guy is trying to jump over everyone. If you've ever seen the other guys, that movie with Will Farrell, Mark Wahlberg. Whenever I see John Morant in the fast break, I just think aim for the bushes. Like, like this dude is just like trying to bang on everyone. Like, dude, there's four people in the lane. They're not getting out of the way. It's the playoffs. Like this isn't the regular season. This dude's just trying to cram on everyone. I like the under for various reasons. We'll talk and we'll talk about in a second. But let me get some of your thoughts on this on this game.
1: Yeah, that's another one. I like the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies at home are a bet on team. The Grizzlies on the road are not, and they looked much better. But the biggest reason I like the Grizzlies tonight is the NBA has done a ton of favors for the Los Angeles Lakers this year in terms of scheduling. They only have one day off between that overtime game. LeBron played, I think, something like 42 minutes. He had 20 rebounds, 20 points. And so he was spending a lot of energy out there. He took a couple charges on Ja, like you were talking about. Anthony Davis, who was perpetually injured, got... Um, I think he was at 43 minutes or something like that. It's a lot of time for those two to be playing on the court. And I don't have faith that D'Angelo Russell is going to save the day again with three threes in the fourth quarter or some of these other guys, you know, if, if yes, Rui Achimura and Austin Reeves both played really well in the first game, I just think this is a a good Memphis spot. Them coming home, they don't want to lose here. They, you know, the Lakers they're up three to one. They don't really care if they win this one, they can come back and win it at home in game six. So to me, this is a good spot for the, the Grizzlies.
0: Yeah. I like the under, the uh, series is split on the totals, 2-2. Um, but the only reason game four went over the totals is because they went to overtime, so that's misleading. We're fading right. that like recency bias. Uh, Memphis' is a half-court offense and effective field goal shooting have been shit regardless of the gym they're playing in, even at home. I think they're 19th at home, 20- 22nd on the road in effective field goal shooting. Um, but they have the best defensive home effective field goal shooting in the NBA, and the best defensive rating at home. So I think their defense is going to lock in. I think we're going to see a slower uh, Lakers pace because of what you just said, the the short turnaround to the overtime game. Um, LeBron, I think, logged, I think it was 45 minutes, but you pretty much already said it. Both him and AD played 40-plus minutes a lot of time. Um, this is, I, I think you make a good point. This is kind of an example of, the rare time where the the lakers aren't benefiting aren't benefiting from a schedule um and i thought this was interesting in this series short sample size but like you see it with your eyeballs the lakers fast fast break frequency drops by 11.4% when lebron james is on the floor he's not getting out in transition and they were one of the heaviest fast break or transition offenses in the nba during the regular season like we all see, it. one of my one of my good homies, gambling buddy, is like a LeBron stand to the point where it's disgusting and annoying. Whatever, but like he sees it, everyone sees it. It's like this dude's just trying to make it to the end of the season. Like he clearly has a foot injury, and he played awesome considering last yeah. game. Like it, like. I Al Kick loves the shit on LeBron. I love making fun of LeBron. It's fun to like kind of punch up at him. What he's doing is now in my in my opinion, it's it's pretty awesome. It's it's I tip the cap to him. I'm like, all right, you're going out with with dignity, and this year, just marred and ruined by load management. I get the feeling that LeBron is putting his all to make it into these games or, or make it through the season. That being said. Doesn't look like he's trying. Like like it looks like he's at like sixty percent of effectiveness, and it's just because he, if he runs too fast, that, that foot's gonna give out on him. So I think we get a slower pace. I think we get a rock fight. I think I don't think Memphis's half court offense is terrible, and if they can, if the Lakers can slow down the pace, like I don't see this game. Getting to the two tens, and it's at two twenty three now. Is actually where I, where I bet it at two twenty two and a half is what I'm giving it out as. Okay. No. All right. Good Uh, stuff. Any player props? (laughs) Uh,
1: I was looking at some of the Grizzlies three pointers. Uh, Bane is not somebody that you really want to bet on. Um. I think there's actually some value in him going under. He is not shooting well at all. Um, His three-pointers are heavily juiced to over one and a half, and he probably will shoot better at home. But I do think that it's almost – or not – I'm not saying Bain. Excuse me. Brooks. Brooks is not shooting well. Uh, His total is one and a half minus 190 for the Over and plus 155 for under one and a half. He's hit two threes in both home games and one three in both road games. This one just to me, you call it a gut feeling. I I think he only hits one again. Just hasn't been playing very well. He's not shooting very well. Maybe he comes home and it's, you know, the comfort of the home building or something. Maybe proves something tonight. I don't know, but I think it's too lopsided one way it it should be a little more balanced so i kind of like the under on that one and then uh i was looking at uh jaron jackson again i gave out uh under one and a half threes on him the other day he's just not shooting that many of them he's shooting like three a game so it i think it's worth a look again to take his under at one and a half it's at minus 125 um so i, I kind of like that one as well
0: i would follow you on the jaron jackson one because they need him around the basket. He has no business really being out there. Um so behind the no, three. That,
1: did you say you'd fight me on it or you'd follow me on it? Follow you. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you said I'd fight you on the Jaron Jackson one and I was like, <laughs> You're making my point.
0: No, <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm with you there. I'd yeah. stay away from Dylan Brooks just because he doesn't realize how badly he sucks. Oh yeah. And he keeps chucking threes.
1: It's it's more about the number than it is anything for me. At you, plus one fifty five, I think it should be I, I don't think the over should be juiced as heavy, and I don't think the under should be giving you that many.
0: Right. So plus one forty is your buy price, right? Plus one thirty five, something like that. And you're seeing that plus one fifty five is that what I'm is that what you're getting
1: at? I'm kind of saying like, yeah, it, i think if it was at plus $130, 140 something like that, I probably would would say, yeah, it's it's a fair Price, I think you're getting some good value, though, on the under.
0: You make a good point. Dylan Brooks sucks. Um, also, like, back against the wall, you're going to want to go with your dudes. Desmond Bain, um, he was the only winning bet that I had Monday. He didn't even shoot that well, but he was so aggressive, and that's exactly what the Grizzlies needed. If they had won that game, he would have been the MVP of the game. Um, For sure. And I think, you know, back against the wall – the usage rate is gonna rank Jaw one, Bane two, Jaron Jackson three. Hopefully Dylan Brooks is even up there. I don't understand why, and I like Taylor Jenkins. I don't understand why he's not playing Luke Kennard more. I don't know. That's that's a conversation for a different day. I suppose uh, I would, I guess, because I I can't even get to the bottom of it. But now if uh, I'm gonna go with the under two twenty two and a half, and I might follow you on under Jaron Jackson uh, threes since that correlates with my analysis. Um, Another 3-1 game, um, but with the road team. Three straight 3-1 leads for the road team looking to to put away their series. We got the Miami Heat getting 12 points as they visit the Milwaukee Bucks. They're plus 460 on the money line over under is 220. I have a feeling you're just going to stay away from this game.
1: I am. I, 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 if again, gun was held to my head, I'd take the heat with the points, but I do feel like this is also one of those games where, okay, you just spent all that effort with Jimmy Butler, who is your entire team right now to get points. And Butler doesn't seem to get tired, but he played 41 minutes, scored 56 points, nine rebounds, two assists. The man got 18 free throws. I don't see that happening again in this this game, especially in Milwaukee. Um, so I'm kind of at that point where I'm like, well, you know, are, are the Heat really going to try in this game, or are they just going to say, okay, let's try and win it at home when we're a little bit more rested? But then again, can you trust the Bucks right now? Who who knows who's healthy on that team? Giannis had a triple double and tried really hard in that game. He was apparently exhausted after the game to the point that he had to get like an IV or something I read. So I just don't know enough about this one. I think there's too many question marks. I'm I'm staying off of it altogether.
0: Yeah. I, I was kind of starting to make this point to you last night before you ghosted me, but like if you, st- <laughs> if you stack <laughs> up their nine best players, like, how much better? Like, everyone's like, Milwaukee's so much deeper. They're so much more talented. But really, how 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 much are they? Like, Chris Middleton is a former All-Star, but, you know, he's been banged up for the past two years. Drew Holiday, a phenomenal defender. He sucked offensively. And if someone's going to be that big of a dud offensively and, and be relied upon that much, that can almost hurt the team. And, like, yep. he's guarding Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler is wearing his ass out. Like, I understand Drew Holiday is uh, an elite, maybe the best on-ball defender. You know basketball because you play it. Great offense beats great defense. If a guy can just, if he's bigger than you, stronger, and can get the shot over you, well, it doesn't really matter how your footwork and your positioning. Like, like Jimmy Butler's wearing him out. And, and I didn't even realize the Giannis IV thing, but like, that's kind of maybe the Bucks head coach's response to why aren't you got having why wouldn't you have Giannis to defend Jimmy Butler? It says, what are we gonna do with him on offense then? You know, like you know, the, like they're probably gonna live and die with Drew Holiday, and this could be like a regression point for Jimmy Butler. He, you know, just had an all time game, and he's probably not gonna play like that again. My thing is, like, there's no way I'm betting the Bucks. I think this is square as. It's shit, I think it's ridiculous that a team up 3-1 is plus 460 to win this game. Like, really? 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 What is the implied probability on that? Like 20%? Like, they only win this game 20% of the time? Mm. I think it's all, uh, everything is like just too focused on the priors, on the NBA regular season but when you when you when you scan back when you step back and and judge these franchises over the last 4 years they know each other the coaches are the same the players are the same like they I don't think it's a complete fluke that Miami's shooting well from the three point line versus the bucks and i think a lot of people and this would be the only way i'd play the bucks and a lot of people are going to take them first half first quarter which makes perfect sense but why ultimately i'd side with the heat is cuz I think if you close your eyes, we could see the same thing, David. Bucks up by fifteen going to the second half. And then they're up by six with six minutes left in the third. And you're just like, What's what's happening? <laughs> what's you know what I mean? Their offense falls flat. Giannis Giannis is a little afraid to go to the free throw line. He's settling for outside jumpers, and we have a we have a two possession, three possession game with with twenty minutes left. And you're like, All right, we're getting closer to clutch time. That's Jimmy Butler.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've talked about Jimmy being the, the guy to go to in, in a clutch game. Um, I was kind of looking back at some of the history of Butler, too, like to see when in the playoffs, you know, we, we talk about Jimmy, you know, playoff Jimmy or whatever, but um, I'm looking at the series against the Celtics last year. So in game one, he had he played 41 minutes, 41 points the next game. The Heat ended up losing by 25 He scored 29 points in 33 minutes. And then um, in game six in Boston, he played 46 minutes, scored 47 points. Game seven, they ended up losing in Miami by four. That was the game that he took that three, like in transition, to try and win the game. Bad three. Yeah, 48 minutes, 35 points. Um, I'm just kind of trying to see if there's any kind of patterns of, like, when he scores a ton in the next game, he rests. You know, what? what's the outcome? And it, it doesn't look like Miami, outside of the one time, has really gotten blown out any of the times, like, right after. So, I mean, I still think taking them with the points is the best look in the game, but I'm not going to get involved in this. I just won't do it.
0: Yeah, uh, this season, Miami is got the second best regular season clutch net rating. We've talked about it a lot on this podcast Jimmy Butler and the Clutch. Uh Milwaukee's 13th. And I think this is going to be a close game. That's why I'm I'm probably going to end up just like I don't know, putting a little bit on the on the spread and a little bit on the money line because if they if they if they if they cover I'll break even but if they win I'll you know win a full unit since I'll only put like a quarter unit on each. That's the way sure. I'm thinking about it, just because, I don't know, I think people don't want to believe that the Bucks could be eliminated here. But it's like, in this six, is... Mean, or in five. Even, like, there's, aren't they the favorite to win the series still? <laughs> it's no, outrageous. they're not. They're, no, I, think they're they're not. Plus,
1: okay. I think they're plus 115, but, you know, that's saying... They're going to win the next three games. I think the thought is more that they're not going to lose two games at home, so they only have to win one in Miami. Is what the thought?
0: Yeah, but sports never works out like people think. So, yeah, um, I agree. You know, it, it's yeah, Miami's being treated like a like an eight seed, and they are an eight seed, but they're not your normal eight seed. Mm-hmm. That's my thing. Um, but hey. I ultimately am not going to put pen to paper on this handicap. I don't think. Um, So I'll just pass officially on the game. Let's talk about the Wednesday finale. Um, 7 o'clock, well, 10 o'clock Eastern Standard tip-off. Game 5, Warriors-Kings tie series. Warriors slate favorite, minus 125 in Sacramento, minus uh, 1.5 on the spread, 234.5 uh is the total. This total touch two forty two. Um Warriors Kings had a two forty two total earlier this C series, so you know, as the series progresses, the totals get lower and lower. That's pretty standard with NBA playoff basketball. Um, I'm gonna be a square here Just throughout the entire day. I guess I'm gonna be a square, but I'm taking the Warriors money line. We talked about it already. Um So you guys are going to hear this again for a second time. But if there's a – if either one of these teams are going to win a road game in the series, I think it's going to be the Warriors. Man, this seems like the perfect spot, right? Like De'Aaron Fox fracture on his shooting hand, uh, and a finger in his shooting hand. Man, it sets up for a Klay Thompson game six where he just goes nuts for 35 and and closes them out. Splash Brothers are balling out. Curry has – For the series officially passed, Aaron Fox is the best player in the series. They're tied with 31.5 points per game, but Curry's shooting better. He almost blew it last game. Granted, Clay Thompson's been phenomenal. uh, He's shooting 40% from three, 20 points per game. Draymond Green has been effective when he hasn't been suspended. DeMontis Sabonis shot 61.5% during the regular season. He's down to 48% in these playoffs. That is not... Um, random that is because of Draymond and Kevin Looney, who I absolutely love. I like the Warriors here minus one twenty five. You fading, following, or staying on the sidelines?
1: Mm, if I do anything, I'm gonna end up following that one. Uh, I yeah, you brought it up. I've said it since the beginning of this. If if you have faith in one of these teams to win it on the road, it's gonna be the Warriors. You got a banged up Fox with an injured hand and. If he can't shoot as well as he has been, then you know where's that offense going to come from from the Kings? It's not like they can rely on their defense to Great. keep up with the Warriors or something. So to me, like it does make sense. I I'm actually a little surprised that the line is this low. I thought I saw a minus four or something yesterday for some reason, but maybe I was looking at something else. Um,
0: well, maybe it opened when it was maybe it opened at minus four when De'Aaron Fox was- Seemingly more doubtful Now he's questionable on the injury report
1: uh, He's already said he's playing yeah. So I, mean, I I would have to assume that he's, he's going to Which is surprising what saying. That they're not I,
0: doing any gamesmanship
1: Yeah I don't know It could have just been Fox being like well I'm going to play I, And he didn't care about hiding it or anything I don't know
0: Maybe the gamesmanship is he's not going to play
1: Yeah maybe I don't know But you do have to kind of question like if he's going to be able to really be able to kind of like be as effective as, as he normally is and i don't think he will be um i'm look i'm trying to look and see like kind of what of his his assist prop is to be over five and a half that's really heavily juiced his player or his points are 24 and a half and it's even both ways um you would think that he probably would try and facilitate more but maybe he's just gonna try and get to the basket more and get layups instead of trying to shoot from the outside. That's that's where your hand would bother you. Do you know if it's a shooting hand or if it's a,
0: it's a shooting offhand. hand. Index finger shooting. and a shooting hand. Yeah.
1: Um Yeah, that's really tough then. If that thing's broken. you could you imagine trying to shoot with four fingers? Like No. That'd be really, really difficult.
0: But so these guys' maybe, hands maybe are huge, so Yeah. I mean, we agree. We're we're saying yeah. the same thing. So I'm yeah. just, I'm just, you know, whatever. Just talking bullshit at this point.
1: Yeah. No. Hand I, size. I, I mean, I, What do I, I don't do. know? Maybe he's got
0: little hands. little.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I do agree with you. I I think you know money line, even the spread are probably fine. Um, it's only one and a half, so. I think the Warriors are probably the right side here, and you know I, I've seen some of these talking heads be like, oh, the Warriors got really lucky over the course of their run shut up just just shut up every team gets injured every team has injuries that they deal with i mean it, it's just stupid like everybody tries to discredit everyone who's ever done anything good and it's usually people who sit behind a desk doing fucking nothing all day with their lives other than sitting on a television show and it drives me nuts
0: people like me so
1: well fine whatever if you want to call yourself that I, <laughs> sure, I don't if think if i want to lump
0: myself into that group <laughs> yeah
1: but I'm talking about these, like, hot take guys, and it makes no sense. Like, look, I I went through a lot of things with LeBron where I couldn't stand him. I liked him. Still, I'm kind of like, eh, whatever. I don't I, – Jordan will always be the GOAT to me, but I recognize how good the guy is. I'm not going to discredit what LeBron has done in his life, especially when I'm the one talking about him, not the other way around.
0: Yeah, so. for sure. Like, you're not going to pull Dylan Brooks.
1: Right, So, yeah, to me, like, it, it's annoying hearing everybody be like, oh, well, the Warriors are just catching a break. They're at plus 900 right now to win a championship. I think that's a good deal. I was just mess- messaging you that the other day. So, to me, I do think the Warriors can win this game. That was my little stupid rant. I apologize. But, uh, you know, they, they are getting a little lucky that Fox is injured. I we get value.
0: I love the Warriors. they've made me a bunch of money in their in their little dynasty. um I do think it's it's too hot take I agree with you there, but I think it is fair, especially if you have three hours worth of time to fill to like just bring up the fact that they have gotten injury luck in several situations. I mean they would have three with it's not lucky no though. i'm not I'm not trying to discredit them. I'm just saying like. Like Darren Fox injured his finger, he's lighting their asses up. They're gonna get a banged up Lakers, most likely, right? They're gonna get they're gonna get a banged up LeBron. Just, Anthony Davis is one hard foul from Draymond Green away from being out for a few weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. and who knows what happens with the Suns in the Nuggets series. Would it be crazy if the Suns win by six or seven but lose Devin Booker or Kevin Durant or Chris Paul in the process? I don't think so, right? So it is kind of like if you are a warrior naysayer, I can go with you while you connect the dots. I can see how you connect those dots, right? And but ultimately, I do land on your side or your perspective it where it's just like you you're really going to diminish all these titles. That's 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 ridiculous. Oh. Um, the thing about Deon Fox's aggressiveness that can kind of like work against him in this one. If he goes the rack several times, we know Draymond. Draymond's going to foul the shit out of him and aim for the broken finger. And... Oh, he's going
1: to, like, try and <laughs> knock him to the ground and then try and pick him up and be, like, reaching out for his left hand.
0: Yeah, dude. Just squeeze it. Like, Draymond Green is ruthless. He's a ruthless yeah. Vato. <laughs> you know, like they say in training day, ruthless Vato, that, that Alonzo. You know, like, like, Draymond's just trying to win and, and – and I it's, I, I think he's overrated. I get annoyed by his antics. It's hard to argue that he isn't the edge that that team needs. Oh, for sure. I mean, yeah. it works for a reason. I don't think he's v- as valuable anywhere else in the NBA and really anywhere else in NBA history. Mm-hmm. It works for the Warriors. I don't know. I don't know. So I think this is the game where the Warriors make the stand. I think that they're getting, like, you know, obviously De'Aaron Fox banged up. The, the Kings a little wounded. And, like, to, I think, a point that we kind of alluded to earlier, like, the Kings won game one and two on the back of De'Aaron Fox being sensational. It wasn't really – it wasn't that much of a team effort. That guy closed game one and two with his clutch – his clutchness, as I wrote this morning. And he was, I think, the first ever NBA clutch player of the year because he was so dominant in the clutch. You take that off the table, or if that's in any way reduced, I mean, Warriors, I think, are just going to win. It's kind of that simple. Yep. That's where I'm at. So my f- three looks today, I'm going uh, Knicks plus five and a half. I'm going under two twenty two and a half in the Lakers, Grizzlies, and I'm taking the Warriors minus 125 money line. I feel like I should bet the Heat because I was this close to betting the Heat Monday and talked myself out of it. Ended up going with the under, and the Heat was the right side, the under loss. But I'm not going to do it. Any Anything official, official you want to give out?
1: I'll give one that we haven't really talked about. Um, it was Andrew Wiggins over 17 and a half points in this Kings-Warriors game. I kind of like it because Wiggins has shot on average in this series about 15 times a game. Um, he, you know, they're going to spend more time trying to stop Curry, not let him go. He gets open shots. He kind of combines both threes and aggressiveness. He does get around the hoop, uh, to get some offensive rebounds and putbacks. Um, I I think it's a fair value for him. So in this series, he's had 17 points, 22, 20, 18. And the 17 points came in game one when he hadn't played for whatever it was, like 20 straight games. So uh, now that he's kind of in rhythm a little bit more, getting some more minutes, the only thing that would hurt this is if he doesn't play that often, um, only because of a blowout. That's about the only thing I would think.
0: Oh, wow. Okay. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. You know Especially
1: the Kings will get blown out.
0: I don't think they'll get blown out to the point where both teams just mail it in, take their feet off the gas. Like both teams are explosive enough offensively and weak enough defensively, where a twenty-point deficit really, even in the third quarter, isn't the end of the game.
1: Yeah, I, I agree with that on that.
0: My my concern with Andrew Wiggins. Um, going over his points, it's just I, I like Harrison Barnes as a defensive player, and one of the sneaky good things about um, Andrew Wiggins' game is his post up ability. And I think Harrison Barnes kind of takes that off the table for him. Like you're not you're not really like Andrew Wiggins isn't strong enough to back down Harrison Barnes. Supposedly Harrison Barnes is, like one of the strongest dudes in the NBA. Like he's he's like Josh Hart in that sense. Like they call Josh Hart Hulk. Like apparently like. Josh Hart and Harrison Barnes are just, like, mad fucking brawl and you're, you're not backing them down. I can see that. So, do, do you agree with me on the whole Wiggins thing? Like, he hasn't been shooting that well from behind the three. Well, not the whole thing, but, like, he hasn't been shooting that well from behind the three, and, like, I think he's a really good post player.
1: Yeah, I mean, he does a little bit of everything. Obviously, the threes help quite a bit. Uh, I'm just kind of thinking, like, you know, he's going to be out there. And Mm -hmm. so the first game he had 28 minutes and scored 17 points. After that, he played 39, 34, 38, and he was over this total in each one of the games. Just kind of feels like um, it should be closer to 18 and a half or 19 and a half.
0: I wonder who he's been defended by because you could argue that they might want to use Barnes to defend Curry or Thompson and maybe put – Quarter on on Andrew Wiggins because at least quarter is is long. You know he he doesn't have the the strength Harrison Barnes does. I'm pulling up okay. his matchups on NBA.com um, for Andrew okay. Wiggins for just the last game. Um, and Keegan Murray defended him most. Second most is De'Aaron Fox. Third most is Harrison Barnes, but it's all pretty close. Yeah. All right, so there's nothing to be gained there. No intel to be gained there. No, I mean I'm definitely not going under Andrew Wiggins. My only thing is I I do look at Arison Barnes as an above-average defender. So, hmm. well, but I was I one, one for three question. Monday. So, fade me in my dumbass opinions.
1: Uh, no, you'll get it back tonight. Nah, that's
0: it. Um, or I'm changing my phone number.
1: So I got one question for you though that is not related to this. I want to know who you like initially in this Denver versus Phoenix series.
0: I wrote it up this morning. I, I'm, oh, I'm going you? with the Suns. Okay. Uh, uh, they... Devin Booker fucking massacred the Clippers. Massacred yeah. them. He scored 37 on 60% shooting. He KCP is a pretty good defender. He's going to get killed. <laughs> like, he's going to get killed. The, right. We know it's where it's Aaron it's okay. Gordon's yeah. going to be. Like, we know where Can't he's going to be. Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, and like, you know, Horobos Vulgar- Vulgaris, are you familiar with that guy? hmm Yeah. He's, he tweeted out last night criticizing the Suns' three-point attempt rate and how it's just an, he said an unserious 2023 NBA strategy. Mm-hmm. Dog, I know he's the GOAT at NBA betting, but like, chill bro like this isn't a video game <laughs> they scored 136 last night does it really matter where they were shooting devin booker scored 47 and he was 19 of 27 he's doing something right <laughs> i don't yeah mid range i don't know dunks and like the other thing is everyone who should have shot three so the suns shot three so the suns like kevin durant was 4 of 7 devin booker was 3 of 6 chris paul is 3 of 6 tory craig 0 for 0 DeAndre and zero for zero. Cameron Payne didn't really pay, play. Like, yeah, that to me, that's optimal, right? That's, that's how the sport should be played. And it's like, this isn't just a video game. You don't just like line up the best three-point shooters and only shoot threes. Like, no, nah, dude, that's not how the sport, that's not how it works, man. Like, I, I just... I, I I understand the Clippers are wounded. They didn't have Kawhi Leonard or Apollo George, but you know who also doesn't have them? That's the Denver Nuggets. And I think KCP. I think the river is going to run. The Colorado River is going to run red with KCP's blood. Like I think I think Devin <laughs> I think Devin Booker just lights his ass up. Okay. I yeah. mean, what do you think? I, I hated uh, the Suns. I thought we talked about it. Like I thought the Suns price over the Clippers. Was ridiculous, and I think I was somewhat vindicated by how well Kawhi played and how close those games were. Games one and two. I mean, they end up winning, but we know why that is. What happened there, right? I s- still maintain they're overrated, but like as I watch it, it's kind of like they're gonna get into the shootouts. These these games are gonna boil down to offensive execution. Uh, like we know DeAndre Ayton could give Jokic buckets. Like yeah. Aaron Gordon versus Kevin Durant. Come on. Like Devin Booker versus KCP. Come on. Like, yeah, Jamal Murray, much better than Chris Paul right now. Jokic, right. much better than DeAndre. And their benches, yeah. both trash. You would say, well, the one seed, they're probably the deeper team. No. Not, no, they got not rid of really. a lot of their.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you that I think the Suns will probably win the series. I don't think I'll put any bets on any kind of full series price or anything like that. Uh, Suns are favored for anybody who is interested in that, but um, the the Suns, I think, have lost exactly one game since, or when Durant and Booker both start together.
0: Yeah, the, and that was 12, the first oh, game. Okay. Oh, okay. Alright. Uh, the first game of this series. Yeah. I thought you were going to say since Durant. Durant is 12-1 and one with the Suns. Eight and zero in the regular season, and then and then four and one in the okay. series.
1: right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. 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 So same thing. So they've lost one game. I mean, it, yeah. It is, it is really hard to stop two offensive players that could put sixty on you. Yeah, and they scored fifty in the
0: third quarter last night. Like just, right. You just watch it. It's like yeah. Clippers weren't playing that bad a defense. Like they were no. just getting lit up. Like There's nothing yeah. you can do. And you
1: know, when when you're in a zone. It's like it doesn't matter what's thrown at you you just you can hit. And Booker did that last night in the third quarter and it was like Durant it didn't even matter that Durant was out there. <laughs> like that's how good the yeah. you know Booker was in that quarter. And look their defense kind of sucks like they're they're not they're not unbeatable or something. Like you you could easily find ways I think to beat the Suns um if you maybe slow the pace down or do some different things. But I don't know how the Nuggets are going to match up with them. I I haven't been a Nuggets believer since even the beginning of the season. But you're right about the depth. Like, if the deeper team, even with the superstar injury, can't really beat them, how are the Nuggets supposed to? I get they have a superstar in Jokic, but he's not like your typical superstar. He's kind of a do-it-all kind of guy. But he's not going to put up 40 points in these games. And Murray could, but I'm guessing they're not going to let Chris Paul guard him. I would think Paul will guard like KCP or
0: I'll even concede Murray and Jokic just balling the f out in the series. Fine, that it doesn't matter. My I don't. I just that that that's kind of what that was the main point of my handicap this morning. It's like Booker is going to massacre KCP. There's yeah, nothing good. they can address that with. Like, there's nothing they could do there,
1: right? And you can't double both of them, both Booker ah. and, you know, Durant. So, I don't know. I, if I had to put a series like prediction, I would say probably Suns in in seven, but that would mean that they have to win on the road too, where they hadn't been great. So,
0: I would. Mean, I would look at the we'll odds say- if I can get the Suns in five. Like plus five fifty, plus six hundred. I would, I would think that's an advantage play.
1: I can tell you what it is if uh, you. Need yeah. Two
0: seconds. The other Let's one see. I heard someone guess, and I've heard of multiple. Not someone. I've heard multiple people. Multiple people guess that if the Warriors advance and the Lakers advance, the Warriors would be a minus one thirty favorite. Let me tell you, if the Warriors are minus one thirty, minus one thirty. Yeah, if the if the Warriors are minus one, I've heard minus 140, I've heard minus 130. If the my, Warriors are minus 150 or less, I'm going to the payday loan center and I'm getting out a fucking loan and I'll put it all on the Warriors. Like, n- my analysis is no. <laughs> no. <laughs> There's no way that the Lakers should be whatever, what would it be, plus 120, plus 115, somewhere in that range. Just nah. no. No way, dude. No
1: way. So Suns four to one is plus six hundred.
0: I think that's a good look. I don't think it oh, happens. Yeah. Like I think the the, yeah. the 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 likelihood of it is reflected well in the price. But like, sure, just these teams to me have pretty similar identities, and I yeah. trust the Suns to be able to to do what they want, what they what they are looking to do more than than Denver. Cause yeah, I, I could I, I could just see Ayton. All he really needs to do is play Jokic to a draw one game, right? Like have 25 and 10 one game. And do the Nuggets win that game? No. I don't think they can, right?
1: Yeah, I wouldn't think so. I mean, yeah, if if Beaton uh, is a capable third scorer, then I, I think almost no team in the NBA can beat the Suns because it's just too hard to stop three guys who are putting up 25 points Minimum,
0: like, yeah. If the third guy is in the paint, it's like it's a nightmare. <laughs> you got two yeah. of them on the perimeter, and then one in the paint. Like, what are you gonna do? Right? Are there ain't shit you can do. Yeah.
1: We'll see. It'll be interesting, though.
0: Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I can't believe I'm, I'm, I'm as confident in the Suns, but I am. I, I think they're, I think they're I gonna mean, kind the, of punk Denver.
1: The Nuggets didn't look that great against the Timberwolves. No. I mean, the Timberwolves keep melting down. Like they should have won. Probably two of those games, I would think. As a basketball guy. That they lost.
0: As a basketball guy, how much do you love Anthony Edwards? I love Edwards. (laughs) I just hate the Timberwolves. Yeah, for (laughs) sure. For sure. He might be good enough to drag them out of their curse somehow.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I wrote last year that I thought he could legitimately be an MVP or scoring leader for the NBA or both. Yeah. And. I still feel that way. I, I think he has all the capabilities and talent in the world. I just think uh, one, he has a terrible head coach, and two, his team is awful. If you watched, did you watch that game last night? Of course. Yeah, it was so brutal watching Rudy Gobert just time and time again not get a rebound defensively or offensively, and then give up just stupid plays over and over again. And him and him and Cat like I expected bear to come in and at least help their defense and that's what I thought Minnesota was missing this year and he just disrupted everything he like he's just he's awful for him so and they're never going to get back out of that
0: so Um I was riffing about it with a co-worker but this guy could not get a a key rebound and it was just like nope. what are you doing out there why are you making 40 million dollars a year dude What what yeah. is going on and I yeah. and I've complained about it about cat on Twitter before I was banned and I'll, I'll do it through um, with all my homies and through my little group chats, but Carl Anthony Towns is the greatest terrible basketball player ever. Like yeah. somehow this guy can shoot, he can dribble, he can pass, he's got great footwork, and is terrible at basketball. I don't know how all those things are true, but it's like uh-huh. he has the basketball IQ of a rat. Like he is an idiot. Like it. It, it isn't a coincidence. Actually, it is specifically Carl Anthony Towns. Him fouling out of two games, like he just commits stupid fouls, stupid turnovers. Yeah, he did it last night. Every single were, year, it's every a couple year. Of them. Yeah, against the Grizzlies last year, what did he have? It was like a a clinch game, didn't he have like eight points, <laughs> like four fouls in like the first like ten minutes? Uh, and you're just like, what? What is happening? Dude, what is your what is your problem, man? Do you not understand uh, things? Oh, uh, <sighs> man. Good podcast, good health, yeah, NBA, so. gambling, therapy. No, this is this is we Thanks. both needed this, yeah. And the internet needed this, and we thank you. We thank you for listening. We would I'd appreciate if you thank me by leaving me a nice review on uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I don't even know if Spotify allows podcasts. And if you could just tweet at Elon Musk or like some Twitter bot <laughs> to let me back on Twitter, that'd be great. I have a bunch of social sports betting contacts i would love to get back involved or uh talk to again but that's all i got man go to beatinthebookie.com for david's um nba packages only a few more weeks left to buy those um okay. and yeah that's all i got arrivederci
1: arrivederci